It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross, Anzo, yes! Touchdown, they did it! What's going on, everybody? Eric Franson and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. There are still five Mountain West Conference teams in the top 50 in the net. Utah State at 12 overall out of 363. Is it 363 overall teams? 363. Yes, 363. That's Hartford. Uh, Who's so number bottom. 363? <laughs> You're number 363. That was one of the last teams, last handful of teams Utah State uh, scored 100 points on. They scored exactly 100. I thought it was 96. That was the year. That was the last time Utah State started like seven and zero. It included three wins over Hartford, Mississippi Valley State, and somebody else. They put up 100 on. Hmm. But last night, a big win for Utah State, an historic win, not because of who they defeated, but because of how they played. Uh, setting a team record, 21 made three-point shots, um, and a great performance off the bench from Zihamoda, R.J. Edelrock, uh, 17 points from Edelrock, 28 from Hamoda. Uh, great opportunity to get the, the, the bench players and rotation guys uh, some additional opportunity. One guy that we haven't talked about is uh, Shimon Zapala. What did you see out of Shimon in his 14 minutes on the court? Uh, he's probably the best rebounder on the team. And I kind of thought that before the season. There were some numbers to back that up and what little film existed show that he is a tenacious rebounder. Great at getting in position, and uh, he's got the length to go up there and get you know the rock over just about anybody. Um, maybe not as polished as I was hoping. I was hyping him up earlier in the season. I thought he was going to make a jump, and that I was hoping that maybe he'd jump into the rotation. Turns out I was wrong. I guess he's just not quite maybe as polished a defender and post player as I was hoping he'd be. No, there's hope for him yet, but he is certainly a a good rebounder. If he needed to step into the rotation, say Trevin goes down, um, he could step in and do just fine. Now, Bearstow led all players in rebounding uh, with with six. Yeah. uh, No, excuse me, five. Uh, Hamoda had four, but uh, Zapala had three, Ashworth had three, Shulga had three. So a concerted effort by the team. A lot of guys had multiple rebounds. Yeah. In, in a game like but, this, it is not atypical at all for the rebounds to be spread out the way they are. Yeah. Unless you have, like, one guy who's super dominant at rebounding, which the Aggies don't really have. They have a bunch of good rebounders, not necessarily any great ones. Um, I, I'll be honest, though. I'm, I've been a little surprised with Zapala. I thought that he would have a, a softer touch around the rim. I thought he had a little more offensive skill than Dorius, but we really haven't seen that. I, I Apparently, I misread that because we're not seeing it. 
I think he does. It just didn't show up in this game. It it certainly can happen where if you're playing only a few minutes and you're not getting as much rhythm because he played 14 minutes, but they were pretty short stints up until the end, and he wasn't really given many uh, good offensive chances. They weren't really running the pick and roll the way they do for Atkin. They didn't really have guys who were driving and kicking to him as much. So his offensive opportunities weren't exactly robust. The numbers do support him being a decent finisher at the rim. Uh, and at least better than Dorius. Man who pl- who was at one point playing wall ball with himself <laughs> off the backboard. <laughs> almost literally. <laughs> he got like two straight offensive rebounds and then bricked the shot straight off the backboard. Uh, but Trevin also has a lot of hustle for rebounds. That's where a lot of his value comes from. But I, th- I think... I'm not entirely sure what has, you know, Trevin Doria's playing more minutes than Zapala. It probably comes down to Trevin maybe being a little bit better defensively or at least having more length. Granted, Zapala was pretty impressive when he came in on defense. He had a couple of blocks. You know, he has more rim protection than some of the other guys on the team, which is surprising because I'd probably say Zapala is the least athletic center on the team. Yet, in what little I've seen, it feels like he's the best rim protector on the team. It's weird. <laughs> so, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure what's uh what's going on there. So, I'd uh, love to get your text reactions to the game last night. Uh well, a couple of games. You know, we've got some uh, high school games. Bear River, uh Logan played yesterday. Uh Logan played two games actually. Yeah, Logan yesterday. played two games yesterday. One game and already one game today. earlier this afternoon. It is basketball, basketball, basketball. Uh Bear River plays uh later on tonight 6:20. Skyview and Mountain Crest, they play at 7. Those are home games for them. Uh, Bear River is at Mountain Crest. Excuse me, Bear River is at uh, Preston in the Preston Indians Classic where they will take on Thunder Ridge um, at uh, on 104.9, the ranch. Skyview here on this station as they take on Madison. It would be a battle of Bobcats. Uh, and then Mountain Crest taking on Ben Lomond in Hiram. That will be on 107.7 KLZX. Uh, so big win last night for the Aggies, an historic win in setting a new team record in three-pointers made. And a big win last night for the Utah Jazz over the New Orleans Pelicans. Jazz 3-0 and against the number one team in the West. They're number two team in the West now. Oh, do they drop yeah. in the standings? Losing back-to-back to the Jazz wasn't going to help you. Uh, I could see how that could do it. <laughs> but uh, impressive win for Utah um, in the first game... I was, I'll be honest, I was surprised they won by the margin uh, that they won by, uh, beating New Orleans by 21 after the Pelicans had a seven-game winning streak going into Salt Lake City. I was more shocked by what happened last night. I did not expect the Jazz to win. I thought New Orleans would make some adjustments and flex on Utah, and they tried. But I got to give Utah credit for how they hung in there. They made their own adjustments. I thought there was a critical challenge late in the game with Walker Kessler, which would have been his sixth foul. Uh, it ends up getting overturned, so he stays on the court and he makes some great plays. Olenek made some great plays that kind of flew under the radar. Lowry Markkinen, Malik Beasley makes big shots, and of course Jordan Clarkson is just hot all night long, and uh, Utah picks up two games against the Pelicans. And um, when this team is together, when all their their key guys are on the court and available, it's a great team. But you take 
what we've learned is you take any one of those guys out of the mix, and it just they just don't quite have the firepower, at least not the consistency enough to remain competitive. Yeah, that's the case for a lot of teams. If you take the two best players off the team, they don't play very well. Not only it's not just because the Jazz may not have the same. It's not necessarily because of maybe a lack of guys capable of stepping in because they have Malik Beasley and and uh, at times they've had Colin Sexton. You might have a guy who can step into the starting role. And you look at Utah State; they have guys who can step into starting roles right away. You know. But it's more about what's behind them. That's where the issues come into play. And that's where it happened for the Jazz. They not only took a slight step back with you know injury fill-ins in the starting lineup, but then they were taking huge steps backward with their bench production. So now they're back to normal. They're back to me being able to have a normal rotation. And you know, it, it's huge for their confidence to be able to get these two, two wins. Because... You get back to being a you know kind of proving that you're as good as you were earlier when you had that like ten and three start. You say, hey, we're back to being that. We just beat the team that was number one in the West back to back. So it's good for confidence. It's good for getting back in rhythm, and it's obviously good to have the good players back. And it's there through this though. It's through some of these injuries, guys missing time or not being totally together as a full unit. It is giving some other guys opportunities which they might not have had before. Case in point is Nikhil Alexander Walker. Uh, here's a guy who Jazz traded for him last year, mid midway through the season, and we like never saw him. And I wondered the value of why they even made that trade. But here's a guy who has kind of grown into a role and has improved and has gained confidence. And I think he's played some really critical minutes, especially with Colin Sexton sidelined. Um, I think that he's done a pretty serviceable job as the uh, back, de facto backup point guard to Mike Conley. Yeah, you look at the last five games, Paris starts, he's averaging 15 points per game, almost four rebounds, four assists. So he's at least showing something. I'm not going to read too much into it because he's probably going to be gone in the next couple of years. I don't know when his contract runs out. But it's nice to have him around. And if guys are performing well, that's great. You know, because we've talked about the value of maybe having a winning culture to add all these potential draft picks to, develop the draft picks in a winning culture. It's good to have guys like Alexander Walker around. Absolutely. If, if they're performing well. If they're, yeah. Uh, also, how about six blocks last night for the Jazz? All six coming from bench players. Uh, Rudy Gay had one. Kessler had three. Beasley and Alexander won apiece. So just uh, great performance by the Utah Jazz. Very impressive. Uh, Tuesday was a great defensive performance. Last night was more of a all-around when the chips are down and against you. Uh, New Orleans was 15-0. and in games this season when leading going into the fourth quarter. And they were leading going into the fourth quarter last night. Jazz overcame a 13-point deficit and uh, found a way to win. Extended to overtime. Had a chance to win it in regulation, but then uh, took care of business and uh, win the game, 132-129. to 129. Yeah, that's what you need. This game went back and forth a little bit with the Pelicans holding, I think, the larger, the largest lead between the two teams. But yeah, 
as you said, when the chips are down, you've got to perform. The Jazz showed they perform. They continue to do that this season. They're much more clutch than last year's team was. Now, you can argue sometimes they shouldn't have to be the cl- as clutch as they've been, but at least they're doing it. They're showing that they can win games, which is a great thing to see out of a you know a team with a lot of young players on it. Yes. 435-339-0321. A couple more texts coming through here on the Full Court Press text line. Uh, 6543. Um, why doesn't the NCAA expand the tournament to 128 teams? They make more money and get more teams involved. Because they shouldn't. 128 teams. That's a lot. I've been on this rant before, and I'll spare you all the full rant again, but they should not ever expand the tournament again. It's fine where it's at. And I get, like, you could just say, why don't they do it because they make more money? That's not a question I can really answer. Um, Because it would make sense for them to be greedy like that, and it's the kind of move I can make them see them making because they're greedy like that. But in terms of just what's good for the sport, it's good where it's at. Right. The playoffs dilute the regular season enough as it is. But if you expand the field, it just further dilutes your regular season. Yeah. And, we'll, and then we'll, we'll be sending teams with mediocre records. It'll be like the football season that we're coming into right now with the bowl season. Yeah. We have a lot of mediocre teams who get rewarded, and I put that in air quotes, with a bowl game. Now, I'm all for watching more college football. That's true. I get that. And this would be more college basketball in the tournament. Slightly different. But about a little more than half of college football teams play in bowl games. And this proposal would get nearly half of college basketball to the postseason. But I like that the NCAA tournament has good teams that that are there. We know they're good teams. And that's what makes these games special. And, yeah, there's always going to be a team that gets left out. You expand it, and then based on the new criteria, somebody's going to be left out based on that new criteria. Well, we should expand it even further just to let more people in. Well, then when that new new bar is set, now there's somebody else who is just on the outside looking in, and we could make a case for them getting in. Just keep it at 68. Yeah, my thing is, with fairly few exceptions... If you were a good team, you know, if you're good enough to make the tournament, you've made the tournament. If you're on the bubble and you missed the tournament, tough luck. You didn't deserve to go. And the team that just barely made it in front of you, they didn't deserve to go either. They just got lucky. That's the way it is. People complaining, oh, we should have gone over this team. No, you didn't. You didn't deserve to go. You would have earned your way into the tournament if you deserved to go. Last year, Utah State didn't deserve to go to the tournament. They maybe could have slid in. I don't know how close they were, but they didn't deserve to go. No, they didn't. They were not a tournament team. And even if they'd had made it, they wouldn't have deserved to go. Uh, I thought the NIT was a. I didn't expect that. Yeah, that's a nice consolation prize that that uh, was not expecting for Utah State. Yeah. So and the fact that they got to host an NIT game. Yeah. Yes, that was great. And see, they they probably got more than they'd maybe earned. Maybe just I think just. The fact they were a Mountain West team probably got them that. Yes. They, they'd earned, and perhaps their previous few years where they'd done well probably earned them a bit of prestige there. Yeah, if you're on the bubble for the 68 team, then quite frankly, you have not earned your way in. You're just lucky if you get in. Don't complain. Now, does the selection committee, do they get 
kind of caught up in a few games that happen in, in conference tournaments and lose sight of the entire body of work, yeah, that probably happens. Yeah. Well, they're human, and the and the one and the exception to if you were good enough, you would get in. Tends to be one bid leagues. You get these like teams that win thirty games in a season, lose one game, end up going like you know thirty and three, which and happened th- to Utah State. Yeah, and they don't get it. It's like that's just let them in. Like seriously, do we really need one more eighteen and fourteen Big Ten team? <laughs> Over a 30, like, sure, the 30-3 and three team might get blown up because maybe they aren't actually good, but they kind of have earned it. Just let them in. I know. Uh, more texts coming through, 9310. What coach has assigned uh, big man development? Not impressed the past two years. Yeah, it's, it's not great. Big men are really hard. It's hard to get good big men in mid-major conferences. They do come around. Utah State had one not too long ago, but like, it's hard to get one because it's hard to find a six foot ten guy willing to come to a mid major school who has the skills to be a, a you know a really good Division one player. There's, you know, it's kind of like the you know the perfect three and D wings in the NBA. They exist. There's just not enough for everyone to have one. It's not like point guards in mid major. Every mid major program has no. like a you know ten point They're per game, spades. four fist, four assist point guard. Not everyone has a six ten to seven foot center who's actually able to do center things. Yeah, but it's a good, it's a fair question though that you can get a big guy, but you need to um, you need to be able to develop them within your program. Yeah, well, Utah State has been able to find seven footers. All over the place. They're just the Trevin Doriuses, the Kuba Karvaskis, the Shimon Zapalas, who don't seem to be fully developing their skills. I'm still hopeful for Zapala in a couple of ways, but my early hopes that he'd develop into a Nico Carvacho clone kind of went out the window. Uh, all right, more of your texts coming through. We're going to take a timeout uh, here on the Full Court Press. Love to hear from you, though. 435 339 0321, big win for the Aggies last night, setting a team record for three pointers made. Now turning their attention to an in state rival with Weber State coming to town early next week. Utah Jazz picking up a nice win in overtime against the Pelicans. And we got some high school hoops going on as well. So a lot to cover here on the Full Court Press coming up next. Cares for Christmas is dedicated to helping families this holiday season. In Family 7, a young family is struggling with the unexpected loss of their mom. The father is giving everything he has to provide for his kids. Heels like jeans, sweatshirts, and gift cards. Some needs of the children are jeans, dresses, and long sleeve shirts. For more information, go to caresforchristmas.org. And thanks for caring this Christmas. Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best in Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available. And now's the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns cash valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, 752-7272. Or stop by their showroom west of DI. And online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. 
For those who spend their time outside, find the gifts that go at Cash Honda Yamaha. ATVs, side-by-sides, motorcycles, and all the accessories to go with them. Fox and fly riding gear, casual wear, helmets. In fact, Cash Honda Yamaha has all helmets on sale now. Plus goggles, gloves, hats, riding gear, and heated grips. Even ATV and UTV snowplows. The gifts that go are found at Cash Honda Yamaha at the Light in Hyde Park. Happy holidays and thank you for letting Cash Valley Ear, Nose and Throat, the Allergy Clinic and the Hearing Aid Center take care of your family medical needs. Make sure you call now for an appointment before the end of the year to utilize your cafeteria funds. Located in Providence and the new Three Peaks Medical Plaza, North Logan. The entire staff, along with Drs. Benyon, Blotter and Robinette, wish you a safe and wonderful holiday. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products included. Select Med are accepted. We're right in the middle of holiday season. Most of our focus is on family and friends, as it should be. But don't forget your vehicles during the cold winter months. At Valvoliness and Oil Change, we'll make it easy on you to get an oil change, have your vehicle's fluids checked, and if needed, check emissions and renew your registration. All while you sit in your warm car. It doesn't get much easier than that. Valvoliness and Oil Change, 695 North Main, across from Angie's. Football Bowl season is underway. Catch the Serb Pro First Responder Bowl as the Memphis Tigers face the Utah State Aggies. Join us live from Gerald J. Ford Stadium in Dallas, Texas for the Serb Pro First Responder Bowl on Bowl Season Radio. Pre-game show begins at 11 with the game starting at 1.15 and post-game at Aggie Call immediately following. It's the First Responder Bowl bringing you the best Aggie coverage and the game on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Happy holidays from all of us here at the Cash Valley Media Group. We hope you'll do most of your Christmas shopping at our locally owned businesses. Mom and Pop stores are the backbone of this community. If you need a shopping guide, pick up a free copy of the Best of Northern Utah magazine. Go to bestofnorthernutah.com to find a pickup location. You'll find plenty of businesses with products, gift cards, and services that will thrill anyone on your list. Thanks for helping us keep it local this holiday season. And Merry Christmas. It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. France and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Yes, excited that we're going to have the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. Just one first responder. It's not plural. Just one. Oh, and I'm sorry. It's Serve Pro First, first responder. responder Bowl. There you go. All caps. All caps. Coming up on Tuesday, December 27th, and uh, full play-by-play here on The Fan and simulcast on KVNU. Uh, KVNU game day, an extended special edition. Pre-game coverage will happen uh, beforehand, and then immediately following the game we'll have our own KVNU Aggie call uh, on the air as well. So it's going to be a big day for us on December 27th. Jason, you'll be there in person. Yep. <laughs> Having a lot of fun in Texas. <laughs> we'll be stuck here. Go, yeah. <laughs> I'll be, you know, go like – do some sun tanning or <laughs> scare some local kids. 
<laughs> they see me out there just laying out there. Sun tanning. It's not that warm in central Texas, is it? Yeah, at least it'll be sun. <laughs> it'll probably somehow only be like 30 degrees. and Balmy. Yeah. Went to, when we went to the Frisco Bowl a few years back, it was in the 50s, so it was like, it was better, but it was still like jacket weather, so it didn't really feel like it was good weather. Mm. That would be a fu- shame if it was jacket weather for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of full overcoat. Well, it was, it was funny because they had a like beach set up on one of the end zone sides, and like you were supposed to be able to go like hang out on this you know, fake beach they set up. And uh, it was not warm enough for that. <laughs> it's deceptive. Nor for some of the poor women who were wearing not enough clothes oh. to, and were working in that section. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, 435-339-0321. Chime in on our full court press text line. Uh, 8968. Uh, in that case, why not just let everybody go? I think that's in reference to the proposal yeah, we're having that our- was texted in about... 128 teams going to the tournament. Yeah, this this ain't uh, Utah high school sports where everyone gets to go to the playoffs. Participation trophies for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't mind it when there's only 13 teams in 4A. It's like at that point, just tell everyone to go. Because I think it used to be like, you know, I was in high school. I think there was only like 12 teams in the playoffs because they take the top. To like top two teams maybe? Is the top two or top for four? For each region? I think it was top four in each region. Because there would be about three, four regions per classification. So I think it was top four. Could have been top three. But basically you take the top chunk of a region and you'd end up with somewhere between, I don't know, you know nine and 15 playoff teams. I mean, now it would be like 28. But still, that's workable. Yeah, that's manageable. Uh, 9315 NIT from last year. One of the reasons we are playing so well this year? Probably not. Um, I, uh, no. I mean, no. <laughs> I mean, you can to, maybe to, say it makes a case for uh, in recruiting that, look, we qualify. This is a team, a program that's qualified and participated in the postseason X number of years in a row. Yeah. But to some, just that one game, not really a launching pad for this upcoming year. To some small degree, yes, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> like, Im- they improved. There's a little bit of pride in this team. Maybe there's a bit of bitter taste that you know, you, you got a bit of a chance. Maybe you weren't expecting to get to go to play the NIT, and then you lost in front of your home fans. And maybe some of the, there was some motivation when it came to off-season improvement, which off-season improvement was huge for this team. Yes, really big. With, you know, uh, Shulga, Ashworth, and even Bearstow. And then Taylor Funks improved himself. And, you know, heck, you can go, you can go down the list. Basically, everybody's improved in some way. Yeah, true. And the, the real benefit of that NIT game may not be felt in, until more next year or the year after that when Isaac Johnson yeah, I know. <laughs> Starts playing. That game may redshirted. that game may have gotten us Isaac Johnson, maybe. I don't know if you which would've... is funny because he got a little salty during that game. With Did that. he? I don't remember that. Yeah, he got hit with a flagrant foul. Oh, really? Yeah, he pushed somebody. I, I can't remember who it was. I forgot about that. <laughs> Mid court, uh, five three three eight. Can you imagine being on the selection committee of one hundred and twenty eight team field? Oh, that would be a nightmare. 
I just mail it in, put the top 128 teams in the NET, factor out whoever made an auto bid, and that's it. Yeah, your auto bids would go from conference qualifiers, from conference tournaments. Then I think you'd have to take your regular season champions, and that would that would fill up a lot of your sheet. Yeah. But you'd still have a lot of teams to fill yeah, at, it, for at-large. If it did go to 128 teams, you would have to change the automatic qualifiers to be conference tournaments and the regular season champion. Like You have to get an auto bid for both. And you'd have to probably give that committee more than just a few hours after the final conference tournament championship game is played on Sunday. I don't know. By then, the you've reveal. basically figured it out. I don't know. That's the, you're doubling the field. Yeah, but, but, I mean, it'd just be a you know a bit of a longer process. But by, by the end of conference tournament weekend, you know who the top 70 teams are. Throw in whoever did the auto bids. Like, is one game in the end of the conference tournament really going to change your mind that much? I mean, it might shuffle them up and down in your seedings. But yeah, like, it's true. It's just there's more teams to evaluate and keep track of. Yeah, but then you're just, again, it's moving where the bubble is. Because, like, you know where pretty much everybody's going to be. You might shuffle them up and down, so maybe give them more time. But, like, still, it's just instead of analyzing teams that are, like, 20 and 15, you're analyzing teams that are 14 and 18 (laughs) that have actual (laughs) losing records. Because if you did 128 teams, you'd have about 20 teams at least every year that have a losing record. Has there been a team with a losing record make the tournament? Uh, that's a good question. My goodness, the fits people would throw if that ever actually happens. The team that um, – that's a good question. I mean, I think UConn, it. who got on that run just in their in their tournament, like they they were at the near the bottom of their tournament. I think it was the Kemba Walker team, and they got on a roll through their conference tournament and qualified. Okay, but, so here's a – But I don't know what their overall record was, but they were low in their own conference – and had to play in the first round game to even qual- to advance. So, but I don't know. That's a fair question. So there, there are a, a bunch of teams that made the tournament with the losing record. I don't know how many of these got in because they won their conference's tournament. I may need to read this whole article. While you do that, I got another text that came through eight nine six eight. Back in the oldie days, only the league champions went to the playoffs in high school football. Um, yeah, again, that's there'd be more of a recognition for you know, winning your region. Uh, if you won your region, then it was uh, uh, basically a tournament of region champions. And that's certainly changed and expanded over the years uh, to the point where it doesn't matter at all. I mean... I. I guess they somebody still figures out who the region champ is and maybe stitches it on a banner somewhere, but it's all about the RPI. That's the only thing that matters, getting to the tournament and then how you're seated in the postseason tournament of, uh, of your respective sport. All right, got to take another time out here on the Full Court Press. Love to continue to hear from you. Your thoughts about Utah State Aggies expanding the field. How many Mountain West schools should go to the NCAA tournament this year? Uh, Utah Jazz with a big win. Last night in Vivint over the New Orleans Pelicans. And uh, look ahead at what's on the schedule for this weekend. 
Uh, we've got some high school games going on tonight as well. We'll give you the update on how you can follow along on uh, radio, online. It's all coming up next on the Full Court Press. This is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. We are humbled by and grateful for the tremendous support we have been shown since opening our doors nearly two years ago. So we just want to say thank you. On behalf of everyone at White Pine, first and foremost, thank you for allowing us the honor and privilege of serving you and caring for your loved ones. Additionally, thank you for voting White Pine the best mortuary in Cache Valley in both 2021 and 2022. White Pine Funeral Services. Prodigy Brewing has so much appreciation and gratitude for the warm embrace Cash Valley has given us. We want to invite you to join us for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Our Sunday-only brunch menu features sweet and savory options such as chorro French toast, chilequiles, fried chicken egg sandwich, and a Bloody Mary bar. You also won't want to miss our hash browns. Whether you are out with the family or friends, Prodigy Brewing is the place to be in Cash Valley. Open seven days a week, located at 25 West Center Street in beautiful downtown Logan. The college football bowl season is underway. Catch the Frisco Bowl as the North Texas Mean Green face the Boise State Broncos. Join us live from Toyota Stadium in Frisco, Texas for the Frisco Bowl, presented by Pro on Bowl Season Radio. Saturday night, beginning at 7.15, bringing you the most college bowl games from the Mountain West Conference. Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, online at 1069thefan.com or the Fan Mobile app. Ladies, many of you will be fortunate enough to find a small but beautifully wrapped package under your tree with a brown satin ribbon and a box imprinted Jerex. The man who put it there is trying desperately to tell you that you are more precious than diamonds, more valuable than gold, and very, very special. Men who come to Jerex believe their wives deserve the best. And whether they spend $49 or $4,900, the message is the same. Men who come to Jerex are still very much in love. We just thought you should know. Jarek's Fine Jewelry, 930 North Main in Logan. This is Ryan at My Mattress. A mattress store recently closed right next door to our Riverdale location. Most people have said how awesome that is for us. I think I disagree. At My Mattress, we love competition. We love it if you shop other places, but also give us a shot. Shop online or go to other stores, maybe even a warehouse sale, but come into My Mattress because we want our shot at winning your business. Come into My Mattress right now and see if better sleep and better pricing are what you'll find. Nothing compares to the warmth and feel that a wood stove provides. The two-time Best of Northern Utah winning team says there's never been a better time to replace your old inefficient wood stove and install a new energy-efficient EPA-certified Vermont casting wood product in your home. The U.S. government is offering federal tax credits of 26% on your wood stove install. For Vermont casting units, that includes stoves, venting, and labor. Call or email Advanced Fireplace and Stove for a free in-home estimate. Call 435-752-7272 or go to advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Copiers, printers, service, and supplies are just the beginning. Les Olson IT is the premier source for your business's structured cabling, IT, software, telephones, and security systems. We partner with you to find the ideal solution to all of your office technology needs. Tell us your goals and we'll get you there. Find out more at lesolson.com. Les Olson IT. Breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker.
Yes, it is Eric Franson and Jason Walker. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Uh, Bowl season officially underway. Number 24, Troy, beating number 25, UT San Antonio, 18-12 in the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl. And UAB defeating Miami of Ohio in the Hometown Lenders Bahama Bowl. Excuse me, Bahamas Bowl. I get my... Uh, Mix up your S's there. Yeah, my S's and who's plural the right and places. who's not. But uh, UAB winning that one 24-20. to 20. And a bunch of games on tap tomorrow. And we're going to have one of those involving a Mountain West school. But of note, Fresno State taking on Washington State in the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl. Um, that'll be at 1.30 on ABC. Fresno State favored by four in this one. And um, BYU taking on SMU in the New Mexico Bowl, 5.30 on ABC. But I, the game I need, I need that one to be as thrilling as the last time these two teams played in the bowl. Uh, there's some history there. SMU's favored by four and a half. Uh, BYU with quite a number of players announcing that they're transferring and will not be available for yeah. their bowl. And I believe Jaron Hall is also not playing due to injury. Uh, but game that we'll have here on the fan Saturday night, that's Boise State and North Texas. Now, if you want to watch it, it'll be 7-15 on ESPN, but we'll have full play-by-play uh, here on the fan in the Frisco Bowl, also presented by Serve Pro. I didn't know they were a presenting sponsor of the Frisco Bowl. And they're uh, sponsoring two bowls? <laughs> they are. Uh, but uh, Boise favored by ten and a half. I may need to go uh, change my <laughs> in my. I think I might have put the wrong times when I wrote my Mountain West Bowl preview. I fixed them. Did you? Okay, you good. put all Eastern times. Yeah, it's because the reference I looked up was. I didn't think. I don't think it said Eastern time. Otherwise, I would have caught it. I got you. There we go. Someone's someone's watching my back. No. So uh, we'll have that one to kick off bowl season for us here on The Fan. On Tuesday, uh, it'll be San Jose State and Eastern Michigan at 1.30 in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Spartans favored by four in that one. On, uh, where did it go? On Tuesday, the 27th. It ran away. I don't know where my scheduling went here. On Tuesday, the 27th, it's Utah State and Memphis. In the Serve Pro First Response uh, First Responder Bowl, First Responsible, First Responsible Bowl, uh, but that's a kickoff at one fifteen. We'll have full play-by-play here on the fan. Memphis favored by seven in this one. Yeah, that line's moved from almost ten down to seven. It moved really quickly, like in the first day, it moved like two points in Utah State's favor. I'll tell you what, though the may end up being the deceptively hardest to say bowl in the entire lineup. The ticket smarter Birmingham bowl. <laughs> it's a bit, a bit of a tongue twister. You have, to, you have to think about that one for a second. Although it's not like the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. Jeez. It's like seven words. That's in the that. word for the most uh most syllables. It's literally seven words in the title of that bowl game. <laughs> like, geez, man. Uh, it's not like you can shorten that either. No. 
It's a bunch of them. So if you want to go a quick team by team bowl breakdown for Mountain West schools, Jason's got one on CashValleyDaily.com today um, with uh, the details about how you can watch these games, how you can follow along, which games we'll have on the radio here on the fan as uh, we've partnered up with, uh, what is it, Bowl Team Radio? Is that Bowl, bowl Season, season radio. radio. Yeah, they reached out to us and said, hey, we've got all these bowls. You want any of them? Like, ah, sure. Yeah. You so they're actually calling 18 bowls. We're going to take six of those. Yeah. If you want the full Utah State preview, you won't really find that on my bowl breakdown. I linked to my full breakdown. There was a lot of words where I did a full breakdown of Memphis and also a bit of, you know, what Utah State might look like against Memphis. That was like my initial deep dive review. We'll probably have more as we get closer. I'm, I'm sure we will. I'm sure they'll probably have a presser t- uh, early next week. Yeah. I'm also uh, prepping my new definitive Utah State Bowl history. In two parts. Ooh, two-parter. They, they've been to enough bowls now that I have to split it into two parts. I used to be able to – I did it a few times when I was at the Utah Statesman. You can still find it out there. Um, but now I'm putting more into it. My first part was like 3,000 words covering the first six bowls. So I don't know how – I have to cover the other ten. <laughs> uh, and hopefully – Less than 3,500 words. Ah, But those go. are the more recent bowls, so I'm not going to put a ton into those because we all remember those bowls. A little more fresh on the mind. Most That's of you point. don't remember the 1961 Gotham Bowl. Most of you. Al Lewis might, but most of you don't. <laughs> Al Lewis might have called that game. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm sure he was listening, though. He might have been. <laughs> so, yeah, that's coming up. Some, some more great content. Uh, get you ready as uh, we wait in between Utah State events, between basketball and football. Because after Tuesday's game with Weber State, the Aggie basketball team flies to Hawaii. And uh, some opportunities to face some interesting teams there. So they open up against Seattle. And just doing a quick check here. Seattle is, uh, ooh, they've dropped. Yeah, they have. They were, they used to be Inside the top 100, then dropped a little bit. Now they're like 143? Well, they're at 109. 109? Oh, I thought they dropped farther than that. So they were at 78, and then they dropped to 109. Must have mixed them up with somebody else. But if Utah State beats Seattle, and if things go well, and they can face Iona, then that's a good matchup, because Iona is number 31 right now. So that'll be a quad one game for the Aggies. Yeah, that's their pretty much only chance to get a quad one win in this non-conference, barring, um, uh, actually, no, that just pretty much is it. Unless San Francisco manages, San Francisco Loyola managed to jump into the top 50, which is doubtful. So this is pretty much your one non-conference quad one win chance. So hopefully they take advantage of it. But you got to beat Seattle first, and Seattle is still in that range of teams that have competed with Utah State. But if Utah State's playing healthy and like they have, they could just as easily beat them by 10-plus points. See, I, I forgot about this. I saw this earlier, but uh, just talking about Iona reminds me, Iona's at New Mexico on Sunday. And this is Papa Patino versus... Younger Patino. Yeah. 
So much much being made about this one, but that's uh, those are two really good basketball teams scoring off against each other. Yes, we'll see. Uh, there's not really. I don't know, have a rooting guide for you. I know. So this is that that problematic situation. Do you root for New Mexico for the conference, or do you root for Iona because the Aggies will play Iona here soon? I think in this case, because we kind of had this with San Francisco facing off against, I think it was New Mexico. Um, I think San Francisco plays UNLV too at some point, or may have yeah, already do. done may have already done so. Um, Tomorrow, I believe it is. Yeah, so I wasn't sure who to root for because it's like strength of schedule, you know, goes both ways. I don't know, but in this case, you're probably rooting for Iona because they're more likely, you know, keeps them in the potential quad one. New Mexico, they're. It'll be iffy whether or not they're uh, – they probably won't be quad one anyway, except for – I guess it's only the home game, right? We, uh, we already checked this. Right, and I, and yeah. I've, yeah, it's a so, home game, so they'd have to get all the way up into the top 30. Yeah, so it probably helps you more in the long run if Iona wins this game rather than New Mexico. But Yeah, it's, it's – uh, But in the end, know. it probably doesn't matter that much, but still. If you want a rooting guide for that game, root for Iona. Uh, all right, you got to take another time out here in the full court press. Still love to hear from you. 435-339-0321. Uh, jazz, Aggies, high school, uh, college football. We've got a lot that we're talking about. We've got the bowl games going on. Uh, we can update that as well with the schedule. Uh, it's all coming up here on the full court press. It's never too cold or wet to get rid of that old vehicle. Now is the time to earn extra cash for the holidays by calling DD Auto and Salvage. Let them pay you for that junk vehicle. DD Auto and Salvage makes it easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles, paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. DD Auto and Salvage in Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787-1204. That's 787-1204 today. See store for details. Care for Christmas is dedicated to helping families this holiday season. In Family A, a refugee family from Ukraine is adjusting to a new life away from war. The mom would like sweaters, winter shoes, and gift cards. Some needs of the kids are hoodies, jeans, and backpacks. For more information, go to careforchristmas.org. That's careforchristmas.org. And thanks for caring this Christmas. Saturday's the day at Daryl's Appliance as Santa and Mrs. Claus are coming to the store from 1 to 3 p.m. They're also giving away a KitchenAid stand mixer and other prizes. Enjoy hot cocoa, candy canes, and hot Christmas deals on your favorite GE Whirlpool and Crosley appliances. Plus, get 12 months interest-free financing and Daryl's famous service backing every sale. Christmas deals on the most needed appliances only at Daryl's. West on Airport Road. Your skis are skinny and your boots tie with leather. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You need up-to-date ski equipment and your kids want the good stuff. Al Sporting Goods has season ski rental for the entire family. Ski and board equipment that you can rent for the entire season. Pick them up now, bring them back in May. And for a limited time, get a free Cherry Peak Lift Pass. Youth season ski or snowboard rental, only $99. Adult season ski or snowboard rentals, only $114. Don't wait. 99 and 114 season ski rental prices will go up. Al's Sporting Goods for season ski rentals. Every sport, every season. 
Holiday parties and events at the Riverwoods Conference Center offer a festive and fun holiday atmosphere. Paired with catering from the Elements Restaurant, your special occasion can include tasty hors d'oeuvres, delicious entrees, and decadent desserts that always deliver excellence. Now accepting reservations for the 2022 holiday season, the Riverwoods Conference Center and Elements Restaurant can accommodate you whether your event is large or small. Visit theriverwoods.com or call 750-5151. The college football bowl season is underway. Catch the famous Idaho Potato Bowl as the Eastern Michigan Eagles face the San Jose State Spartans. Join us live from Albertson Stadium in Boise for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl on Bowl Season Radio. Kickoff begins at 1.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, online at 1069thefan.com or the Fan Mobile app, bringing you the most college bowl games from the Mountain West Conference. Sports Talk Radio, the Fan. We're heading into some crazy weather this winter, which means power outages. Tyler and his team at Golden Spike Electric can install a Generac automatic standby generator for your home so you can avoid issues when the power goes out. If you have one already, Golden Spike Electric can maintain your Generac automatic standby generator for you. Find them online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. Golden Spike Electric and Generac automatic standby generators. Power you can count on northern utah and southern idaho's home for sports it's the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 fm France and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Uh, 8968 texts in during the break. I remember the Gotham Bowl against Baylor. It was sad for Merlin Olsen in the group. Yeah, I mentioned that No, none of you remember the Gotham Bowl. And, well, 8968 remembers the Gotham <laughs> he Bowl. He calls us out. <laughs> he remembers everything. 8968 always remembers. Yes. But, yeah, obviously there's obviously still people alive who were, um, you know, around for the Gotham Bowl. Just not too many of us are that old. Don't mean to insult 8968. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I painted myself into a corner pretty quickly there. <laughs> uh, so, by the way, Utah Jazz, uh, they're off tonight after beating the Pelicans, but uh, they pick things up again. They're on the road. They face a Milwaukee team that just got their butts handed to them last night. Um I didn't see what the final score was, but I saw at one point there's like five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, and they were down by like 40 points. It was embarrassing. Uh, so the Jazz will face Milwaukee on Saturday. By the way, Joe Ingles is coming back, and he is likely to join the team early next week after uh, suffering in, was it an ACL or MCL? I don't remember which. I forget which, too. It was just knee injury. But it happened last year. But uh, he's been rehabbing, and he will make his Milwaukee Bucks debut early uh, next week. But it'll be just after the Jazz play the Bucks. Yeah, won't quite get to play the Jazz this time around. They've only played them once. This will be their first time, won't it? Yes, they will play Milwaukee again late in the year um, on uh, February. Excuse me, March, March twenty fourth. So the reunion tour of former jazz players, at least 
that one won't happen until a little bit later. But one is scheduled to happen on Monday next week, and that's when they travel to Cleveland to take on Donovan Mitchell and the Cavaliers. Here you go. Yeah. It'll be nice that Joe will at least theoretically be able to play in Utah because his first one against Milwaukee will be away. He'll get a nice standing ovation when he comes back. Oh, yes. Don't know what reception Donovan Mitchell will get. There's some mixed feelings in this fan base. Uh, I Look, if I were to be at the game, I would stand and cheer. Yeah. You have to consider what that guy did for this franchise. Gordon Hayward left. There was much dismay and thought, oh, my gosh, this team's going to go in the tank after being a, a lottery team for a few years before that. But Donovan Mitchell and his play, not just him, but during that era, lifted the Jazz into the playoffs as a regular team, all-star, uh, great performances for the Utah Jazz. I think he would. I think he should be cheered. Yeah, I think he should too. I think the the hate toward him was excessive. It wasn't. It was wasn't deserved. Yeah, you know, they they were exaggerating his faults, downplaying his positives. He wasn't a perfect player. I never thought he was a perfect player. I understood that him being a six foot one guard that wasn't really a super great, you know, passer, or at least you know. You know, a guy who can create with his passing, he's able to pass and get assists, but he's not, you know, the same passing creator of a Chris Paul or whatnot. He's a six foot one scorer, which it can be hard to lead a team when you're a six foot one scorer, but he did it. And he deserves praise. He represents a good era in jazz basketball, one that will hopefully be fondly remembered. I know he's not exactly endeared himself to jazz fans with the how he keeps going on about how happy he is in Cleveland now, but whatever. He was always going to say that. You know, he he works the PR. He doesn't mean I don't think he means anything personal to Utah about it. No, look, he was always a great ambassador for the state while he was here. Um, uh, he he didn't do anything to embarrass the team or embarrass the state. Uh, yeah, things got sideways with he and Rudy with the whole COVID stuff, but uh, but he he didn't trash the team. He didn't trash the state. I uh, yeah. thought he was always a a good representative. Yeah, in in terms of him probably wanting to leave and the reports after the fact very much seemed like he wanted to leave, he handled it like a pro. Yeah, he did. He didn't throw a temper tantrum a la Kevin Durant or half the other stars or do what Trey Young's doing now, seemingly to want to leave the Hawks. He handled it like a pro. He's like, hey, maybe it's not working out. Maybe it's best for both of us to move on from each other. And that seemed like it was better for the Jazz to move on from Mitchell and for Mitchell to move on from the Jazz. And that's what happened. We can all be happy for it. Remember the good times. I've been cheering him on in Cleveland, just like I've been sort of cheering on Gobert in Minnesota. <laughs> we, Since, we want Gobert to to do well, but the team collectively not. Yeah, that's, that's the well. problem. Is that I want the Timberwolves to do badly, but I like I like Gobert. So I uh, quickly got a text, uh, a reply from eight nine six eight. Yes, there are a few of us old old suckers still around, and even listening to the full court press. And we're glad you're around. Yes. Thanks for listening. That's great. Uh, look, a busy night of high school hoops here on our Cash Valley Media Group family of radio stations. Bear River taking on Thunder Ridge at about 620 in the Preston Indians Classic. That's on 104.9 The Ranch in Box Elder County. Uh, Skyview, Skyview Bobcats taking on the Madison Bobcats 
from the Rexburg area. That'll be here on the fan, Hurricane John Newbold pregame coverage at about 6.50. And then Mountain Crest taking on Ben Lomond. That's uh, in Hiram. That'll be on 107.7 KLZX. Jake Ellis and John Olson on the call there. Uh, so stay tuned You can on our family radio stations or find the links to watch the games on cashvalleydaily.com. Until then, we'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. <laughs>